I had the privilege of meeting with Crystal and Dusty, the proud parents of two adorable little girls, the youngest, who you will hear in the background of this interview, and the oldest, two-year-old Amnesty, who has spina bifida. They were encouraged by several medical personnel to abort Amnesty. Not only did Amnesty have spina bifida, but she was also diagnosed with a heart defect in utero. That heart issue was monitored throughout the pregnancy and represented a major concern. Miraculously, when Amnesty was born, no heart defect was found. Amnesty did have to have surgery to repair her spine and to insert a shunt in her head to drain excess fluid. Amnesty's birth and life have been so celebrated by Crystal and Dusty that they founded Irregulars for Christ, a ministry, quote, dedicated to giving hope to the hopeless by spreading testimony of God's grace, unquote. Crystal, when did you find out your daughter had a disability? They just told us that her spine didn't fully form properly early on in the pregnancy and that it didn't look like she would have much function with her legs, maybe some other issues involving her brain uh, being squeezed by excess fluid and uh, possibly causing brain damage as well as some bladder issues that would lead to a, a lack of quality of life. What advice did they give you? to um, explore our options, but I never got the sense that that meant all of the options. I felt like that, that statement meant to abort the pregnancy, to explore the option of aborting the pregnancy. Hmm. Even though they didn't say that explicitly to you, or they kind of hinted that way? Or? Well, we saw several doctors throughout the pregnancy, and they varied from, um, you know, variations of how they would word it. Sometimes it was just flat out the word abortion, but other times, you know, uh, we would hear in some encouraging things and some encouraging stories. But the majority, uh, the the majority of it was that you're still early enough in the pregnancy to end this and, and not have to go forward with all the complications ahead. Okay. So Dusty, what were your thoughts when you found out about the diagnosis and the advice that you were getting from the medical professionals? Well, at first it was just uh, very, very terrifying, you know, to get that initial diagnosis and hear all the negatives first. Not only did we hear all the possible complications first, I initially remember that they push taking the easy way out rather than going through with what might be a long-term issue with our daughter and complications. So in my memory of it, it was, you know, uh, a lot of worry, a lot of fear instilled in us and not a lot of hope for what might be. So Crystal, what were your feelings at this time? I remember it was almost surreal. We left the office and I was in shock. I had wanted to have a baby, you know, always wanted to be a mommy and I never thought that this would be the outcome. And I remember calling up my sister, my best friend, and just crying on the phone and telling her that our baby was broken and that there was something wrong with her. And I felt hopeless. I felt, I felt like a victim and I felt like there was no way to, in the moment, like it just seemed impossible. So you obviously didn't end the pregnancy. Right. She was born. What have been the, the hard things that you've had to deal with uh, with her so far? Um, 
Well, she's two now. The hardest things are just the fact that she's two. Nothing to do with her diagnosis. She's just, you know, going through a stinky phase with her attitude like a normal two-year-old. But throughout the last two years, the biggest scares uh, with her have been, the, the hardest times have been when we have issues with her shunt. She has a shunt in her brain, and it was something they had to install um, because of that excess fluid building up that they were talking about. And thank God, praise God, she's never had any issues with it. But anytime she has you know, a fussy outbreak or um, maybe throws up or something, the first thought is always, oh my gosh, maybe it's her shunt malfunctioning. So that's been probably the hardest thing is just there have been nights where I put her to bed and I'm, I'm always, as her mommy, scared like I'm gonna wake up and maybe she won't make it through the night. Just pretty much that, just losing her, the fear of losing her, I love her so much. How about you, Dusty? What have been the hardest times for you? Uh, well, initially when she was born and her having to have a surgery to close a, a hole in her back and put her spine back in, and then days later to put her shunt in, you know, we were uh, in the NICU for quite some time with her and we couldn't really touch her or hold her because she was so fragile and, and we were first time parents and we really didn't know what we were able to do or what might break her or, or that, you know, so just mostly the initial times and she needed constant physical therapy and she still does need some physical therapy. Not as much, but uh, you know, the initial, her, her surgeries were the scariest part. What have been the joys? The joys, I mean, there's so many. Being a father to the sweetest little girl, she's just very sweet. And she is, you know, just like other kids in all ways, except for she's not able to walk right now without the assistance of a walker is the only difference. But she's just so sweet and her testimony has touched people's lives and it's also made us better parents. Her issues, going through them and having to be so trusting in her situation and so involved every step of the way that I feel like it's made us appreciate our daughter even more to where, you know, it's made us more loving as parents it's made us more involved in her life. It's strengthened us and just made us see the importance of being present and a, a, such a huge part of her life and not moving her to the side or just kind of going through the motions. You know, it's, it's made us more involved parents. I know it's made me a more involved parent. So Crystal, what have been your joys? Mm, well, Dusty said most of it, but she makes me want to be a better person. Person. She reminds me that my little struggles aren't that big of a deal. She's, she's our quiet daughter. <laughs> the other one, not so much, as you might know. She's just very sweet and fragile and loving. And there's just something about her that you cannot forget. She brings joy to my life because she made me into this new person I am that is much more laid back and much more in the moment. And I'm just grateful for the struggles in life that I've encountered because I can see she's a direct result of, of the beauty in the struggle. And she is our joy. She's our joy, Amnesty is. So, Crystal, what has been the impact of your daughter on your extended family or friends or neighbors or 
Well, we have quite the extended family um, because we're in ministry and we travel and share our daughter's testimony, Amnesty's testimony. We do ministry uh, now sharing Amnesty's testimony about choosing life and trusting God with her. And But I I as far as our personal family goes, I've seen both sides of it. There were it seemed pretty hopeless, and um, to see the hope that's come from her life has been kind of a real eye-opener. Like, what else seems hopeless? Maybe it's not as hopeless as I thought. But our family just loves her to pieces. As far as the outside extended family and ministry, we've literally seen people impacted by Amnesty's story that have chosen life because of her story. People who have reached out to me and said, hey, you know, I I have a really sick baby diagnosed with, you know, uh, there's a some really bad diagnosis out there, your story's given me hope. And I don't know if it'll be the same outcome, but I know that you have been strengthened by it, and so have I, and I'm seeing that. And so uh, we've, we've met people that have chosen life for their babies. We try to help those people out to help make that choice a little easier. But overall, it's been a very positive impact um, on the community and, and our family. Dusty, do you have anything to add to that? Yes. Um... One of the things, apart from the spina bifida diagnosis, was our daughter's heart diagnosis, where she had a, you know, all these heart issues, which became the main issue, even above her spina bifida. And the doctors had monitored that uh, weekly up until the day that she was born. And then the day that she was born, her heart defect was completely healed. Her heart was perfectly fine and that testimony of the healing of her heart has given people hope that there are miracles that still happen today. There are healings that still happen today. And just because a doctor tells you one thing is going to be the way that it is, it doesn't always turn out that way. So that has given people hope. I've seen that impact people's lives in our ministry travels, and I've also seen it impact lives in our immediate family to, to just the spreading of hope that we have a God that still does miracles today. Um, I just wanted to share that it seems lately like every pregnant person I come into contact with has some kind of thing the doctors are monitoring on their baby. And I just want to point out that doctors, they are wonderful. And if it weren't for the surgeons that operated on amnesty, she wouldn't have survived. So uh, I say all that to say I know that some some of these doctors can be you know pretty scary, but we're also grateful for the other ones. But their doctor's job is to look for issues and solve them. And so that's what happens with, with a pregnant woman. She's gonna go in and she's, and sometimes those issues really are there, but a lot of times they're not. And there's no way to tell uh, until that baby comes out. I just wanna put that out there that we never really know what's going on with the child until they're in our arms. And don't wanna take away that chance to hold our baby based on a what if. Yeah, that's terrific advice. So if I came to you and, ha had, and said, you know what, our 20-week pregnancy checkup revealed we had a child with spina bifida, what advice would you give me? Well, as a woman of faith, I would say to, to take it to prayer and, and lift it up to God. But I would also say to get into a community of other people that are in a similar situation because they can answer real questions, even down to the specific diagnosis, I would say, because that parent or friend that you make, they're gonna be able to tell you the, the reality of it. A doctor only sees that initial snapshot or um, snapshots throughout the, the, pro the um, the whole uh, 
transgression, like just little bits, but a parent will see it through. I would say immediately to, to, to get into some resources on real families really walking it out and, and ask real questions. And then also I would say to even take that to prayer because everyone's had their own situation, you know, their own spina bifida, for example, and I'm sure this is the same with a lot of other diagnoses. It, it's a... Uh, it's case by case. They're all very different. Um, they can't, it's not a textbook thing. So, you know, just to also keep that in mind. How about you? What advice would you give me, Dusty? Yeah, the, the advice is similar. It's um, first off, as a, a man of faith, that I know that my faith rests in a God who heals and who can see things through and who knows more than I do. And as Crystal said, uh, a doctor is giving you a snapshot of what could be without knowing. He, he doesn't know what's going to happen. He only, he or she, only knows what might happen or what could happen and they're giving you ideas of worse uh, what i've noticed is they're giving you worst case scenarios to cover their end of uh, insurance and things like that but in my mind just as crystal said is to get in community of people who have been there and who have seen these cases through who have a child themselves and there is that information available i think crystal one of the things she did is she went to a Facebook group for spina bifida and got information from actual parents who had a child with spina bifida and they asked them questions and she got just got so much good advice from them and you know to just to just pray and be in community with others to not go through it alone you know we're we're not meant to walk through this life uh, alone and, and to be we're meant to be able to lean on one another so you know to be in community with like-minded individuals and even other individuals who have a child who might have the same diagnosis very good thank you i was honored to spend time with these two positive and dedicated parents who are working so hard at spreading the testimony of their families lives and i enjoyed meeting amnesty who i had the privilege of holding briefly for a photograph